of the heart this morning to do that. If that was you and you were touched here today, please come and see me after because, yeah, I'd love to introduce you to Jesus and um, he is the best. I have to tell you, I've lived 21 years without Jesus and I've lived a few more years since I was 21 with him, only a couple, um, and he is the best. He is the best. Amen. Okay, so for some of you who are guests in the room, this is going to all be a bit odd for you because you haven't heard what else I've preached on. So we've been doing, for those who are guests, we have been preaching or I have been preaching, we've been learning about the spiritual gifts and uh, I did a whole series on the revelation gifts uh, which you aren't on podcast but they are on our live stream. So if you look up on YouTube, um, Arise Church, um, I'm pretty sure you'll find them still there um, because they haven't been deleted. They're still there. So I started on the Revelation gifts. I'm, I'm now in the Inspiration gifts. Um, and, of course, it is the power to say. And um, I did two or three weeks on prophecy. So well done, Jacinta, today, how the Lord spoke to you to bring something and you bought it and um, for encouragement. And I want to encourage you, we, we can all prophesy. Okay, God has given us the ability that we can all prophesy um, the things of God, but it's not our ability, it's God's supernatural strength moving in and through us. So we've been looking at these um, these gifts and next I'm going to be doing the gifts of power, which are the, the, the power to do. But right now we're going to, this morning, we're going to be looking at the gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now nobody switch off. <laughs> So the, the inspiration gifts are the power to speak supernaturally. And they are not done through our own knowledge and who we are and what we think. And it's actually done by Holy Spirit who lives in us. So we learnt about prophecy, as I said. The gifts of utterance to speak are tongues and interpretation and prophecy. So they are not to guide our lives by, but to help unfold God to us as believers, and to help us in our response to him. They are to turn us Godward and to give us a healthy fear, a healthy fear, a healthy awe of who God truly is, of the Lord. So we've learned about the gift of prophecy as part of the inspiration gifts. Today we'll learn about the gifts of tongues and the gift interpretation of tongues. For these spiritual gifts to manifest, these two, tongues and interpretation of tongues, for them to manifest, we really need to get out the way with our own personal cognitive understanding and explanation. Because as we will learn today, these gifts are from God and are administered through the power of the Holy Spirit. And believers being obedient to deliver and listeners to trust that the Lord moves through these gifts and he wants to speak to us personally when they are spoken. I'll tell you a story today about how these gifts impacted my life, the, the, the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, how they impacted my life and my way of thinking and human and of trying to understand them, my human reasoning got in the way. These are two, there are two ways speaking in tongues may be manifested. The most common is a devotional language for private edification and needing no interpretation. That is when the Holy Spirit comes in, fills your life, okay? And then we believe, as a Pentecostal church, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then you are infilled 
with fresh power, fresh anointing, and then able to speak in an unknown tongue. That is not quite the gift of tongues. That is, I'll be talking a little bit about that too today, but that's not what I'm talking about today. In 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning, but by the Spirit he speaks mystery, secret truths hidden in things. So the second way speaking in tongues may be manifested is in regard to as a prophecy, bring a word of edification, exhortation and comfort through the gift of tongues. However, the interpretation of tongues, they work hand in hand, is a very important part of the process, which I'll also talk to you about this morning as well. You know, years gone by, when I first came to the Lord in the 90s, first said yes to Jesus in 1992. 6th of November. I'll never ever forget that date. It is embedded on my heart. That was the day I was finally free of the rubbish of this world. Finally set free of witchcraft, of having to be perfect, of the world's expectations and set free. But years gone by when prophecy was free flowing and frequently within meetings in the 90s, There wouldn't have been one service I sat in where there wasn't a word of prophecy spoken or sometimes there was tongues and interpretation of tongues. You you quite often had, along with prophecy, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues moving. As it tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20 to 21, do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecies, spoken revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. But test all things carefully so you can recognise what is good, hold firmly to, to that which is good. You know, we should not ever shut ourselves off when the Holy Spirit manifests in ways we do not understand. I have to admit, in the early days as a believer, I would really scoff or doubt when someone would get up and speak in tongues as the gift. And then the interpretation of tongues. Because I seriously did not understand what it was all about. Until one day, one of those tongues and the interpretation that was brought after that of that tongue really spoke into my life like nothing ever had before. So from that point on, I did not have a suspicious mind about the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Because it tells us clearly there in 1 Thessalonians, we are to weigh it regardless and trust Holy Spirit. I inclined my ear intently from that point to hear if the Lord was trying to speak to me through it. And sometimes a word comes and it's not for you. It doesn't speak to you. And other times a word will come and hit you straight in the spirit. And you know straight away, wow, that word, that prophecy that spoke to me that it can be a life-changing thing. So, so back in the day, people would come up and, and it, is, it is a spirit language. It is not a natural mind language when someone prophesies in tongues. Anyway, I won't get ahead of myself because I need to teach you about it first. Okay, so scripture meeting, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 10 says, to another various different kinds of tongues. Okay, so tongues comes from the Greek words glossa, lalio to speak 
gives us the term often used to describe speaking in tongues, which is glossolalia, lalia, glossolalia. I'm not Greek. I'm trying. Or Miffy. No, I'm only kidding you. Oh, someone laughed. Obviously, you used to watch that silly show. But anyway, okay. So speaking in tongues has been a very controversial issue and often a very confused one in the body of Christ. I believe this is due to the fact that it cannot be explained by man's knowledge. It is an act and belief of faith given by God himself through the Holy Spirit. You know, the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 began with a magnificent manifestation of the Holy Spirit. All those gathered together in that upper room in Jerusalem were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It tells us that in Acts 2.4. From this and other New Testament scriptures, we believe that the pattern for the church was established, namely that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because that's what happened to them that day in the upper room, Tongues of fire fell on each of them as a fire, as a wind swept through that place. It touched every heart. Some, of course, contend at this point and say that it is not necessary to speak with other tongues and that other gifts may be imparted as the evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It is true that there is no specific passage of Scripture stating that all must speak in tongues when filled with the Holy Spirit. It is very significant, however, very, very significant, that when the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, everyone in the upper room spoke with tongues. Not some, not half of them, but all of them. While the other half had other gifts instead. But no, everyone in that upper room, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit came, when fire fell on that place, spoke in tongues of other languages. This together with the weight of other scripture, which is in Acts, there's a whole heap, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 11, Acts 19, those chapters, supports the view that the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. You know, Paul encouraged the early believers to speak in tongues in their individual prayer life as a means of spiritual edification or building up. In 1 Corinthians 14.4, it says, One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. It is also said that speaking in tongues is an initial evidence or sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 2.4, it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, as I've said. So when we pray in tongues, if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, when we pray in tongues in our own personal prayer life, it comes out as a language, but not a language taught by man. It will come as a spirit language, straight from the heart and the throne room of God. That is why praying in tongues is so powerful. We call it tongues, but, but it truly is a spiritual language imparted within us by the Holy Spirit. 
You know, I encourage you that sometimes my own silly English words or whatever I try and say, my, my own language in, in a sense I understand, does not pray deep enough for what the Spirit groans within me. So when I step out in faith and speak in tongues, things, miraculous things shift and they change and they happen. So why should believers pray in tongues? Why should we? Well, it, it allows our minds to get out of the way so our spirit can commune with God the Father. Holy Spirit speaks directly to the throne room, throne room of God, to direct language that God the Father and Jesus the Messiah understands. Tongues are a gift from God. It allows us to pray the will of God by the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Now, if we sit there and try and work out, when I first started to learn my tongue, and I tell you, my tongue has changed. So when I first become a believer, I might have only had a couple of syllables, maybe four or five words, and that's true. But as I've developed in faith, because it is a faith gift, speaking in tongues is a faith gift. And the more I've trusted God, the more I've stepped out in faith, the more I've believed and spoken in tongues, the more extensive my language now is. To the point when I was in Philippines, I was praying out in tongues in a revival crusade meeting where there was over a thousand people there. And a Filipino person responded to me. And I looked at her and she said in her broken English, you speak Filipino. No, but I obviously do now. And that's exactly what happened in the upper room. It is a supernatural ability. Jesus foretold of speaking in tongues. He said in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They shall speak in new tongues. The first time anybody spoke in tongues was on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit was poured out on the apostles, as it tells us there in Acts 2. The Apostle Paul says that one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. Supporting the charismatic belief that the gift of tongues is a private prayer language. The fact that no one understands in italics seems to support that this language is not a human language at all, but rather a heavenly angelic language. How blessed are we to be able to administer that gift? This marvellous supernatural ability to speak in a, in a language or languages neither learned nor understood by the speaker is undoubtedly a gift from God. It gives our own prayer language, sorry, missed that. It gives our own prayer language to God, which allows us an intimacy with God by which we can pray and praise and sing with the spirit apart from our own understanding. I find when I go into warfare, when my own, my own mind, my own words don't, I just start praying out in tongues. Uh, in my quiet time, you know, uh, I pray in tongues, you know, um, when, when, I'm, when I'm in despair, you know, and I'm broken, and I do get broken in despair, I pray and trust and lean into Jesus, I pray in tongues. It releases us into a whole new dimension in our prayer life. And as the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he that prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. It builds up 
A tongue language builds up. We need, therefore, to distinguish between the operation of tongues as the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues, which we're talking about today in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. This gift functions by a distinct, this gift of tongues functions by a distinct and specific anointing as for public ministry to communicate a message from God and operates in conjunction with the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Now, as I've said through prophecies, exactly the same sort of principles as prophecy will bring. But this is a gift of, of tongues and then the interpretation of tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27, it says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be limited to two, to two, limited to two or at the most three, and each one speaking in turn, and one must interpret what is said. This is the most significant thing. Years gone by, I have been in services where someone has bought a tongue and has been left un- uninterpreted. Now, that wasn't so much the, the bringer's fault of the tongue. I'm a firm believer, though, if God gives you a tongue, if he gives you a tongue to bring a prophecy, he will also give you the interpretation if no one else comes forth. If you sit on it and you wait, Holy Spirit will tell you what that prophecy is. But there has been men. It's because, because if you give a gift of tongue, like a prophecy in tongue, and no one comes up and interprets it, it's just nobody understands. That was never the Holy Spirit's. That is never the Holy Spirit's plan. He will always want that interpreted. So this gift cannot be manifested at the exercise of our own will. But like others in the inspiration gifts, it's used to determined and initiated by the Holy Spirit. It was in reference to this public ministry that Paul asked the question in 1 Corinthians 12.30 where it says, Do all speak with tongues? The answer being that not everyone will exercise this particular gift of ministry. Not everyone will administer this, speaking in the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. The ability and power to speak in tongues is certainly given to everyone who is filled with the Holy Spirit, your own personal edification in tongue. Yes, you will receive a language in faith. If you reach out and you, you speak out and you trust God, you will receive a tongue. It will happen. It's part of what happens when you're filled and baptised in the Holy Spirit. And yes, we are going to have a Sunday where we will be baptised in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit, this will be your day. Because we're going to do what God wants us to do. And that is that we will be V8 vessels for God, not V, not four-cylinder. We're going to be eight cylinders. That's right, isn't it? I'm not very good at cars. Anyway. Okay, so so not everyone will manifest this public gift, although potential is there for that to happen. So there's a link between the personal tongues and the gift in that any person who exercises the gift of tongues in their personal life, right, or anyone who, sorry, administers the gift of tongues in public will almost invariably use tongues in their private prayer life. Because you've got to have the faith to step out and speak in tongues. So the purpose of this gift is for the profit of all, as it tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. For the common good, to edify the church. 
For this to happen, though, it must accompany by the gift the interpretation of tongues. It can also be used as a sign to unbelievers who may be present as an indication, as indicated in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, where it says this, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22, Therefore, unknown tongues are meant for a supernatural sign, not to believers, but to unbelievers, who might be receptive. While prophecy for telling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. The tongue may be a language known to the unbeliever with God, speaking directly to them. In this case, the interpretation of tongues may not necessarily be required, as in on the day of Pentecost. didn't happen. Also, the tongue may not be a known language, but the powerful impact of the message in tongues, normally accompanied by the interpretation, or it should be, may speak to the unbeliever or even believer and be a sign to them that Jesus is real. It is not uncommon for believers to speak in a known language around the world, not known to them, as happened on the day of Pentecost, as I told you when I was in a Filipino meeting over in the Philippines. So how it operates? It's like, a spe- it's like when it happens, it's like a like prophecy. A special unction or anointing of the Holy Spirit comes on you, often accompanied by some sort of physical sensation, such as a feeling of anticipation or maybe a bit of nervous tension or even a feeling not too, a little bit like, unlike, you know, indigestion. You know, your heart might quicken a bit. There's some, there's some physical things that go on our body when the Spirit of God touches us like that. I mean, I don't know about you, when I came to Christ, when I was 21, um, and I, I was in this meeting, and I was definitely going to be walking out the meeting. I didn't want to be in the meeting, but I just went because I was told I had to. And literally, the Holy Spirit hit me, and I, I felt like I was having a heart attack. My heart was pumping, and I was crying, and I couldn't control anything. The Holy Spirit just absolutely just poured all over me. And, you know, I still get that feeling when God wants to, when the Holy Spirit wants to get my attention. It's the way he speaks to me. And he will speak to you in different ways. It may not be the same. But you will know when the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention. So the gift of tongues is a good launching pad into other manifestations of the Spirit as it requires less faith than prophecy, for example. So they're saying that basically you can come out and you give a tongue language, but I still believe you still need to have the faith that that will be interpreted, uh, whereas years gone by that didn't happen, unfortunately, in some of the services that I was at. The gifts of tongues and interpretation may also be a message from God to bless and exhort faithful people. Like I said... I, I scorned, I scoffed, I, I didn't believe in the whole gift of tongues. And yet it's clear that through the power of the Holy Spirit, it is a gift of the Spirit to be used and manifest through us. And it wasn't until one day God spoke to me clearly through, through the interpretation of that tongue. You know, there's actually been a meeting um, where I've actually been sitting there, an interpretation, a, a gift of tongue has come. And while I'm sitting there, I'm getting the interpretation. I never went up and gave the interpretation because I was disobedient. Somebody else did. And it was exactly what God had given me. Truth is, it is real. It is real. And we cannot scoff or scorn at that. The gift of tongues plus interpretation may also be prayer, thanksgiving or praise to God, which encourages the congregation. So through, uh, though all 
baptised in the Holy Spirit believers can and should speak in tongues in their daily prayers. Not all will administer the gift of tongues in a public meeting. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 30 to 31. Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts. If acquiring them is going to be your goal. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way. One of the choicest graces and the highest of them all, unselfish love. If you believe that God wants you to manifest the gift of tongues, and in this room, I would express it's a massive possibility when the Holy Spirit's here. Be prepared to pray also for the gift of interpretation in case there is no other present, no one else, no other people present yielded enough to do so like that day. I didn't, but someone else, someone else got up, you know. 1 Corinthians 14, chapter 14, verse 13 says, Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may be gifted to translate or explain what he says. So we're going into the interpretation of tongues now. So 1 Corinthians 12, again in verse 10 says, To another, the interpretation of tongues. So the gift obviously goes hand in hand with the gift of various kinds of tongues. In fact, without the former, it has no sense of purpose in itself. As I said, you can't have one without the other. There is, inter- there is no, if there is no interpretation, then there really is not the gift of tongues. The interpretation of tongues is just as much as supernatural manifestation as the original utterance in tongues and has nothing to do with a person's natural understanding of the languages. It's important to know that this gift is the interpretation of tongues, not the translation of tongues. It's the interpretation, not the translation of tongues. So interpret, the Greek word is diomenio. So diomenio, yes, diomenio means to unfold the meaning of what is said. And that is the Greek meaning. So an interpretation is not a word for word translation of what is said in tongues, but an expression of the equivalent meaning in our own language. It may therefore be longer or shorter than the messages in the tongues. It doesn't have to be the exact same length of the tongue. It, it, whatever God gives you to bring, if, if that ever happens here, then you, you trust that in faith and you bring it. A definition of, of the interpretation of tongues is the gift of the interpretation of tongues is a supernatural revelation through the Holy Spirit which enables the believer, the Christian believer to communicate in language of the listeners the dynamic equivalent of that which was spoken in tongues. So the interpretation of tongues is bringing the meaning of what is being said through the gift of tongues at a public meeting. It's like a person feels moved to speak or sing in tongues and either he or she is given by the Holy Spirit the meaning of what has been said. Instantly it's like you, you, it's like a, you get it. You just know you've got it. Similar to like a prophecy. He or she cannot understand the tongue. It is not a translation but an interpretation. It's like the Holy Spirit. You might not sit there and go, oh, that's exactly what it is. But the Holy Spirit gives you that same feeling if you kind of bring a prophetic word and you just get this this feeling that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you step out out in faith and you bring it. But it is 
not a translation, it is interpretation. Giving the general meaning of what was said by the person who bought the gift of tongues. So the gift of the interpretation might come directly into the person's mind in total. You might get all of it. Or as a prophecy, you might just get a few words that might be given. And as the interpreter trusts the Lord and begins to speak, the rest of the message comes forth. So in this way, it resembles speaking in tongues. Interpretation might also come in pictures or symbols or by inspired thought, or the interpreter may hear the speaking in the tongues or part of it as though the person was speaking directly in English. So interpretation will have the same result as a prophetic utterance, that of edification, exhortation and comfort or comfort. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 3 to 5, it says this, But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification to promote their spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness and joy. Now I wish that all of you spoke in an unknown tongues, but even more I wish that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater and more useful than the one who speaks in tongues unless he translates or explains what he says, interpretation, so that the church may be edified, instructed, improved and strengthened. So generally, the gift of the interpretations, the, the whole gift of the interpretation's purpose as with other gifts, is to edify the church, specifically through the purpose of the gift, to enable the church to understand the manifestation of the gift of tongues when it has been manifest in public. Because without that interpretation, we all just sit here and go, unless you do get the interpretation, sit here and go, what? It can be received in various ways as a word or a few words, which will then flow as the person steps out in a picture or pictures, symbols, inner voice, etc., Remember the gifts are not to guide your life by, but rather to confirm what God is already saying to you in your spirit through the scriptures. Can speaking in tongues be counterfeit? Of course it can. All the gifts have their satanic counterfeit. And there are certainly strange utterances and sounds made by those who worship other little G gods or are involved in other religions or cults that are counterfeit of speaking in tongues. When I was involved with witchcraft, there was tongues involved. In a church meeting where it is difficult properly to control the situation, it might be possible for such a person to manifest a counterfeit. We'd like to think that may not happen when we've got our leaders of the day who are praying into it and, and, and sort of release those that, you know, that whether we believe that that word should come for the day. I mean, years gone by, people used to just scream out in their seats. I remember that, you know, back in the 90s. And then there was some order brought to everything, which was the two or three. And uh, we had used to have to go and, and go to the pastor or whoever the leader of the day was and speak to them about what we believe that word was for. But that, that's, that's the way it should be because that is the order of the way it should be. But, you know, when something was ever administered which wasn't right, and I've been in meetings where it's happened, the pastor or the leader of the day has had to come up and correct. 
and, you know, that goes hand in hand. But, you know, if we're sitting in our seat and we think, oh, that's not quite right, may not be quite right for you. But that's where the discernment of spirits, the gifts of revelation, one of the gifts of revelation, the discerning of spirits comes into play when you're able to discern, not through opinion, but through spiritual utterance of whether that is correct or not. No Christian, however, who is walking in the Spirit under the protection of the blood of Jesus need to feel or fear that he or she might produce a counterfeit of speaking in tongues. The Scripture reminds us of our safety in Christ. I'm a firm believer if we're God-fearing, Spirit-led, praying, holy, Bible-driven, believing people, Counterfeits will not be bought through us. Okay, so to conclude today, I'm just going to get Olivia to come back up. And I really hope you've grabbed something out of that because for some unknown reason, a lot of this teaching has just stopped. We talk a lot about contextual stuff, which I don't have a problem about. But this stuff is so important. It's the spiritual gifts in your life. And there there could be someone here with a tongue gift that hasn't ever ministered in a rise because they haven't known how to bring it or, or what it means. And so that's why it's so important that we learn about these things. So the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues is first of all a sign to unbelievers. It tells us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22. When manifested according to the, to the scriptural instructions. Secondly... These two gifts have the same benefit as prophecy and therefore are also for the edification of the church, which tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 5 and verses 26 and 27. For these gifts to manifest in the service, our natural cognitive understanding needs to get out of the way for this supernatural gift to manifest through us. We need to be intently listening to what God may be saying to us through these gifts and not just shut down because with our human minds, we cannot understand it. You know, it really does come down to trust and obedience. It's in the Word. Those gifts that I'm talking about, the inspirational gifts, you know, the revelation gifts, the gifts of power, It's in the Word of God and it wasn't just for then, it is also for now. Now next time when I speak, I'll be speaking on the gifts of power and this is the power to do. And these will include the gift of healings, the working of miracles and the gift of faith. I just encourage you that it's important that as believers we know the full Word of God. Not just bits and pieces, but we're taking in everything. And that you are also instructed and encouraged to step out in the spiritual gifts that are in your life. So that we can be the fullness of what Christ is in this church. And not just bits and pieces of it. Not to shy away from it because we don't understand or it seems a bit weird. We're not meant to understand our God. We're not meant to fathom him. Please stand with me this morning as I pray. And I encourage you. I mean, 
you may have never ever been in a service where there has been the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. But I've been in, I've gave my life in a Pentecostal church and, you know, charismatic church. And I've been in many services where this gift has been administered. And as I said, I've, I've, I've had a stinking attitude towards it. Until one day God changed my heart. And I thought, who am I to doubt what the Holy Spirit is trying to do? So why don't we just close our eyes today and just bow our heads for a minute and just, just lean into him this morning. Lord, this morning, right now, Holy Spirit, speak to us. Your word is clear. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. Is God breathed? Is the same today, yesterday, and forever? Father, please just open our minds, hearts to these gifts. Lord, in this church, in, in, in your house, in your dwelling place, we want to see the fullness of your spirit move, not just bits and pieces. God, help us to understand this teaching, this knowledge of the gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues and how that works as an inspiration gift with the gift of prophecy. So that, Lord, that the faith in this house will rise. You know, today, Alison, when she was given, when she was given that prophecy from Jacinta, her faith rose. She was encouraged. She was blessed. And because Jacinta stepped out in faith, because Holy Spirit had spoken to her instantly, Alison was blessed. Lord, I just pray, God, let us be a church that is open to all the moving of the Spirit. Not just things we understand. Lord God, let your Spirit fill this place in totality in its fullness in Jesus' name. Let it touch every heart in this place, Lord. Let this Word not just fall to the ground or, or be scoffed at or, or doubted. But Lord, bring it back to the Word, Lord, what you tell us in your Word. Teach us new things, Holy Spirit. I pray if there's anyone in this room that has never, ever spoken in tongues in their own personal life, Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name, the Father, that when they ask for it, Lord, you give them that tongue. Right now in Jesus' name. Just pray, Lord God, Father, for your Spirit to continue to grow in us as believers, continue to allow you to administer things through us. In faith, by faith. Jesus' name. Are you all set? Amen, amen. Bless you. Well, we're going to ask our kids, you may be seated. We're going to ask our kids to come on out this morning.